My name is Angie Atkinson, and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and we'll just get going. Closed captioning provided by Athena Moberg and CPTSDfoundation.org. Here we have the lovely and talented Lise, one of my fellow coaches at Queen Being, and she's also one of our admins over at SPAN. You guys probably know her. Nicole is here. She says, it's the third time I've broken up with my narcissist now. She says, how can you tell if someone's a narcissist or a depressed alcoholic? That's a great question. Unfortunately, in my experience, you can only tell if that alcoholic decides to start to recover and get sober. If they get sober and they change, they weren't a narcissist. If they get sober and they're still a narcissist, well, that's the case. Unfortunately, an, you know, a, an alcoholic could be an empath, a narcissist, or, or none. So empaths tend to get burned and, and we, get, we need to numb out when, when the world's too mean to us. Well, as narcissists are just selfish, self-centered, and without empathy. But any addict in active addiction can look that way, can be without empathy. And because they're so focused on getting their fix of whatever it is, whether it's alcohol or drugs or shopping or gambling or whatever. Lise, what, what would you add to this? Toxic is toxic. And if something is toxic in your life, regardless of what you choose to do, stay or leave, working on yourself, your self-care and your self-love is super important. So that if this person does get clean or get help and they, it turns out they weren't one, you know, you're, you're doing your work too. That's a good point. To, to that point, I would add, she's right. And I've said this before, toxic is toxic. So you have to remember that regardless of the diagnosis, whatever the label is, does it really matter in the long run? Does it matter? Toxic is toxic, but you're right. They can change if they are not a narcissist and just an alcoholic. Nicola says he has the traits of a narc. Everything is about him. He lasts about a month and then goes back to drinking, lies about where he is, then tries to gaslight me, put a suicide note on Facebook. Regardless of what you would label him, he's definitely toxic. Nicola, you deserve so much better. I would say that when, when people, when I hear things like that, I, I see the cycle, the cycle and, and watching the cycle for anyone who's listening, watching the cycle you see it once, you see it twice. The third time, you pretty much know what's going to happen. That's what it is with them. They cycle. And we can label the cycle and you can, you can look in your own life and see it. You know, we have the, the idealized or the love bombing, and then we have the devalue and the discard. And then we have this sucking you back in with the hoovering back up to the love bombing. And it's just a, and you can label that however you want to label it, but everything's fine. And he lasts about a month. He goes back to drinking. That's when you're going through your devalue and your discard. Probably the first drink is your, your discard in that relationship. And then, you know, you're, you're in hell and then he suddenly has an oh an awakening i'm gonna quit drinking again well now we're hoovering we're sucking back in and then back to the the month of good and then back around that's that's very common it's not the relationship cycle it's their cycle yes i think, I think it's part of the relationship but it, that is not part of a healthy relationship that's that's the narcissist that's right healthy healthy relationships you know you have ebbs and flows certainly you have times when the passion is hot and sometimes when you have to intentionally reignite the passion right but this is a different thing even in you know in a in a healthy relationship even when you're going through the the ebb where you're kind of pulling back a little bit or whatever you still love that person and you still do things for that person and care about that person you just might sometimes forget to like you know, kiss them goodnight. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute, you know, this matters to both of us. And you start trying to, for, for example, and you start trying to do whatever it is again, but it's a different thing. It's, it's when you stop caring with narcissists, they don't care how you feel and they live their lives in that way. You know, like whatever they're doing, they don't care how it affects you and whatever they say out of their mouth, it doesn't matter if it tortures your soul or rips you apart. They don't care. They just say whatever 
it, it's all about them, like you said. Tracy K says, does a narcissist appreciate when a woman gives birth to his child or is he just waiting on that trophy? Trophy, in my experience, but I'd love to let Lise start on, on this one. What do you think, Lise? They don't appreciate anything. Children are extensions of themselves and they're extensions of all of us. However, with them, that's where it ends. They don't appreciate the woman, no. I mean, they may... They may look it in the moment, some of them. Some of them may have that overjoyed father look, but really it always turns back to them. It always turns back. My ex-husband with our son was like, I should say with my son, was like, <laughs> yes. ignored him completely unless uh, it was people were around to see. And then he would be like, look, I made this kid. You know, that's all it was. It was a, an achievement as opposed to an actual father. Sasha says, I want to start to date again, but I can't seem to not be on guard. I can't relax enough to get to know a person. When did you know you were ready to trust again? Without knowing how long she's been on her own, it's a harder one to answer. But I would say that as an empath and as a survivor, you, it does take time. It takes time with every person. And so basically we slow down to kind of an old fashioned pace of get to know someone in a lot of areas. Yeah. What around people? What are they like around the wait staff, what are they like around your family? What are they like around your friends? And when you start seeing changes and they behave differently around different people, like drastically differently, something's up. Flags, the more you trust yourself, the more you can start to see and trust the red flags that you see. Right, totally. And and I think on, on another note, I'm just going to give you some ideas on timeline, right? So for me, when I left my ex-husband, I mean, I told myself I'm going to wait until I'm legally divorced. After the one year of, of going through the divorce and getting and healing and everything like that, I decided I would start to date again. Um, I did that and it was okay. I was more, I had, I still had my guard up. I was still careful. I had rules in place and boundaries and I wasn't willing to go beyond those. But in my case, I didn't really understand yet what I was dealing with. So it took me a while <laughs> to get over that, but it did help that I took the time off. I, I just knew that I needed to heal what had been done to me. I didn't fully understand what it was that I was healing, if that makes any sense. Later, I figured it out. And they say that it takes up to 18 months for most survivors to be ready. But that's a totally subjective number. You can't, it depends on how long you have been with that person. It depends on how ingrained they were in your life, how enmeshed you were with them. It depends on how much they hurt you, what they did to you specifically, how deeply they were psychologically abusing you. It just depends on all these things. Wanting to start to date again is the first step toward actually doing it. So give yourself some space. One of the things I recommend is not going on a date with any expectations. Always go in a public place. Don't have sex too soon. Stay focused on getting to know them as a person. And then when and if, you know, you feel like, okay, I understand this person. I understand they're not narcissistic. Then you can consider that stuff. I say no less than six dates. And I know that's it's basically what Lise just said. It's, it's about getting to know them well enough to know that if it's okay to let them in. Six dates is maybe not even enough time, but it's a starting point. Um, if you have kids, I would not let them meet your kids until six months or longer that you've been together. And then only if you really feel like there's somebody, something that worked really well for me as a parent was to go, would I want my child to grow up and be like this person or not? And if, if I couldn't say to myself that that would be okay with me, then that person wasn't worth my time. So that's something to think about too. I would say as you begin to understand your own boundaries, what that means to you, and you start applying them, people, people show themselves a lot clearer. Mm -hmm. And also what is your what is your standard for how you're going to be treated for the rest of your life? How Raising. do you want to be treated? Yeah. And don't, don't lower that bar. Yeah. Keep it, keep it right there. And I mean, of course people have bad days. That's not what I'm talking about. It's, it's all the stuff that these do, you know, that 
we lower our standards because we have high tolerance. So lower your tolerance, raise your standards. We have uh, Nikki Lee. She says, my, my narcissist family is talking to my abusive ex behind my back. I'm in a court battle with my ex for my sons. Any advice on how to handle it? Stop talking to your family. Don't give them any information. Document, document, document. Talk to your lawyer. Trust your lawyer. Make sure you have a lawyer you feel comfortable trusting. Keep everything with your family and your ex. Anytime you're dealing with them regarding anything at all that they could use against you in a court of law, which is almost anything with the ex, try to do it in text or email so you have proof of what was said and what was done. And there are apps you can get. I have a video on it. Um, apps you can get that are court admissible um, in many states. So check that out. Text and email part is, is critical. And I even go so far as to advise people email, no text, because then there's no expectation of a reply, immediate reply. And, and you can get a full paragraph in the full meaning of what someone says rather than a ambiguous thing that text can create. Also, I have a playlist on my channel about divorce with a narcissist. So you might check that out too. Oh, and as far as your narcissist family goes, talking to your ex behind your back, that's horrible. And I would, I would literally either go no or low contact with them uh, during this time. And then you can redecide later if you want to continue that. But for them to be doing this during a court case, that's completely unacceptable and definitely something you want to pull back from. You don't want to counter campaign that because that's just going to cause negative stuff in your life you need to stay focused on what you can control and not what you can't and what you can control is your involvement with toxic people Dreama says how can you get others to see that it's not you and that being victimized for so long changed you and your abuser wants everyone to think you're the problem be your best self you be your best self and you present yourself the best you can you hold it together and you don't counter like the same thing you don't counter battle you don't battle back you just yeah you be the best person you can in the moment people are so swayed by narcissists they're so they, they it's like they're under a spell the more you play into it the more it makes you look like the crazy one or the or hysterical or like you're trying to hide something so the other thing dreama is that i don't give smear campaigns my energy so like lee said be your best self, do what you do. If people say to you, why did you X, Y, Z? And you didn't do those things. You just say to those people one time, if you know me, you know, I didn't do those things. And then you let it go. If they continue to harass you or not believe you, those aren't your people. So you pull back from those people. Keep toxic people outside of your inner circle, if that makes any sense. Alcudia Babe says, somebody said to me, narcissists are always making digs at you, nitpick about your hair and what you wear. And I hate it when that happens because I can't seem to argue back effectively. Here's something funny you can do that actually works. Next time they do that, agree with them and watch what they do. You know, you're right. My hair is crazy. Or, you know, maybe you're right. I am. I'm pretty ugly. They won't even know how to respond. In fact, they might be offended that you did that, but <laughs> they... They don't like it. They don't even know. They expect you to act one way, give them a different reaction or no reaction, even better. If you're still in the relationship and you either don't respond or you just respond with like this, watch. It's very interesting that you say that. What are they going to do? They're going to keep poking and poking. And if you never break, they'll get bored and try something else. I would gray rock that. Or I would be like, oh, oh, did you see that outside there's a, you know, just change the subject, like a, like a bratty toddler or like a child that's like misbehaving. And instead of giving it attention, I just direct it somewhere else. Yeah. The, inwardly, it's really hard because the jabs hurt. They are offensive, even though you know they're, they're totally not real. They're just right. a narcissist attack. So inwardly, I always keep something going on in my head. I would say, this is just them doing their thing. This is what they do. And then gray rocket, like Angie says, or, you know, give them a totally different response than what they expect, but not one that argues back because trying to get into it with them or one up them or 
combat it, it's just going to create an escalation event and then they're going to end up raging. Share your thoughts, your ideas, and your experiences in the comment section below and let's talk about it. All right, that's all I've got for you right now. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. Now, before I go, make sure you take a look at the videos I'm leaving for you right here and right here. And while you're here, go ahead and hit that subscribe button right there so we can stay connected and continue on this healing journey together. I'll see you soon.